Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Very good day and welcome to On the Turnbuckle on mypodcasthouse.com. Tony's not here, so I am doing the intro. Probably better than what he could ever do. Um, welcome to the show, Lyle. Yeah, good intro there, mate. Well done. You got On the Turnbuckle. You got, um, did you say Spotify and all that? Did you mention no, no, On no. the Grid? You didn't get On the Grid in there? No, I haven't said it's On the Grid. No? Okay. That's a professional. A... Okay, it's normally Tony Stick. Isn't he? A pro- he's on legitimate radio still on Sunday afternoons, isn't he? He's a producer, I think. Okay. Does he produce this show? Oh well, he- he'll have a bit of editing to no, do. No, he edits one. the show. Um, um, where is he actually? It was because um, he was looking forward oh, to doing the show all week. Jules. Let me introduce Jules first. Okay. Welcome, Jules, at the top of the hour. I do. Unusual for me. And now I'm officially feeling bad as the oldest guy on the show. So thanks, Tony. You make me feel ancient. Normally you make me feel really young. You're also the thinnest bloke on the show. So, you know, you've got us covered there. Um, Yeah, Tony, you messaged me something like, so we didn't have a show last week because Tony. Yeah. Double booked himself. This week, we're all set. We've got a massive guest, like one of our favourite wrestlers the best technical wrestler, if not the best top two in the country. Um, we're excited. Tony messages me, someone's offered him 50 bucks and a pie to go and host some pie night out in suburban Melbourne and he's taken that gig. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. with the pe- petrol prices at the minute, 50 bucks wouldn't even get him to rock bank and back. What happened to all his Manscaped money? Yeah. Well... He's a hairy man. He probably went straight through that. He got through too many of the goods. <laughs> just <broke> <laughs> I don't know. Like he, he seemed excited for the show, but it's just there's nothing he won't do for a little bit of dim sim money. That's for sure. Well, I did yeah. say that Jeff, that Jeff might be joining us later. Um, so that could be the reason he's pulled out as well. Oh, you told? No, you're not meant to tell Tony that. That's but definitely I didn't want the reason Tony then. to join us. I thought he was stepping aside because he knows how much I'm into technical wrestling and how much I love um, AJ Istria, but it turns out he's just a massive fuckwacker, which is disappointing. I'm not sure Tony remembers your name half of the time, Jules. He he definitely... I've seen him introduce himself to you at least four times this year. Yeah. And he full name introduces himself. (laughs) Half the time he introduces you as the guest that we've got on. Yeah, well, he reads the bottom of your uh, Zoom chat name. He, I've got some sympathy. We're similar. Then he realizes. Yeah. How's everyone's weekend? Anyone do anything good? I went to the Mayhem Pro 
uh, which I thought was. We'll uh, talk about that later. Anyone not wrestling related? Great. I want to talk about other things. Uh, what did I do? Tony's not here. Beat me up. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. He does tend to rush us. He's going to have a heart attack when he sees how long this is going to go. Oh yeah. Um, the intro went for six minutes, boys. What are you doing? For fuck's I went sake. to the footy, but I don't want to talk about that. That's for sure. Yeah, it's good. Footy's back. You know? No, it's not good. It's my well, my team won. My team won. And uh, oh, Jules. You, you had a... Your team wins, but you've got to cheer for Jordan to go. So have you really won? Oof. Well, you know, I don't know. No. So even when you win, you still well, lose. Well, you know, he if he, it's going to be weird when he kicks five goals and has 35 possessions. But um, I don't know. Like, like, can they blur Jules, him you out? Team yet? Yeah, that's what I want to get to. Jules, you who'd you pick? Who did you pick? Uh, it's it's still up for grabs. It is still up for grabs. At the, it was going to be St Kilda, but I pointed something out that. Yeah, thanks a bunch for that. I was so close to being St Kilda, and, and big shout out to Digital Beard for saying that I give off massive St Kilda vibes, and I was starting to talk to a, a few friends. Yeah, Joel exactly. Like what I said, because you're a Tottenham supporter, you have to go for St Kilda. I know the pain. David Storm will tell you that Frio, Frio give off those same vibes, so. You can't, you can't go for the Tigers because you're in a no-win no. situation. People are going to say you're on the bandwagon and the Tigers aren't going to be successful for another 30 years. So it's just, there's no 36. win. Yeah, there's no win. You, you've missed the good times and you, you jump on the bandwagon on the way down. You, you know, so. I'll tell you what happened, right? We'll leave in the footy the other night um, and seeing happy Carlton supporters doesn't sit right with me. But I saw like little... like. Obviously, I didn't wait to the end of the match. It's a Richmond tradition that when we're getting thrashed, we leave early. And it just felt like all, all was right with the world again. Like, it never sat right with me when we were good at footy. Now I'm leaving at three-quarter time. The, there's piles of Richmond supporters trying to catch the train so they don't have to wait for the Carlton supporters. I saw little kids, like, I didn't, they didn't even know it was possible to lose to Carlton. They've never seen this before. And their dad's just looking at them going, no, this is our life. <laughs> it's good. The, this is what it is. The world is healing. Richmond are losing again. So, but there is growth in the Richmond supporter group. They're not spitting on coaches yet. So, there's still time. Yeah. Yeah. How long? If you, you probably only two or three losses in a row away well, from the manure truck. microwaves right? on the blink. That's for sure. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got a big guest this week, so I won't hold you off any longer. So today we're joined, it's the first time he's joined us and I can't believe it's taken us this long, but one of our favourite wrestlers to watch, AJ Istria, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Yes, and, well, um, uh, I think I gave us away when I uh, put it online that um, you don't tell you, but you're one of our favourite wrestlers. Um, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, sweet, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure we'll get into it, but there's a massive place for technical wrestling in Australian wrestling, and you are as, as close as I can see to a standard bearer for it. So, yeah, pretty hyped to have you here. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. All right. So, have we got some questions? No, you're there. Yeah. I thought Lyle, I think Lyle's frozen. So it'll be a good interview. Well, you're showing us Tony Shebeki on Zoom, yeah, so this will be interesting. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> now you go, go. Yeah. 
All right, good. So on the subject of technical wrestling then, and I'm unashamedly a, a massive technical wrestling fan, so um, I'm intrigued about your thoughts around who is the best in Australia right now, and is it you? Mm, what a loaded question. I know. I either, show, I either show some self-confidence in myself or I'm an arrogant prick. So you've got me in a... <laughs> That's a jerk of a question, Jules. Well, how about this? If it's not you, who is it? All right, if it's not me... See, now I'm just thinking about all the people I can beat up that everyone says is a good technical wrestler. Um, the best technical wrestler still is uh, Damien Slater. Still is... And I'm going to stick with that one. Anyone else? No. And that's not including me. <laughs> he can do a lot, can't he? He's not just limited to the technical either. Like Damien Slater is a complete package. Yeah, he's a complete package. But the secret to his success is he hasn't stopped evolving. So that's why no one's caught him. And, you know, at this stage, I don't think anyone will. He seems like he's in good shape, still enjoying it. So everyone's got a long way to catch up. And anyone that thinks they're close, they're very ego. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um, sorry. What was your first introduction to the technical side of wrestling that made you want to go down that path? Uh, for me, so when I first started, and I haven't been too shy about expressing this, you know, Queensland wrestling kind of is what it is, especially back when I first started. So you didn't really have too much of a purpose to what you were doing. You were just trying to do pro wrestling <laughs> as best you can with what knowledge you had at the time. But like, I always enjoyed a lot of the technical guys, uh, you know, like Benoit and Angle and things like that. But I wasn't doing anything to properly try to be that. Uh, it wasn't until I first came to the Wrestle Rampage Dojo, uh, well, at the time, just simply pro wrestling dojo and trained under Jag. Uh, where in my first week I was being thrown into sparring. And, yeah, I truly learned this is a very traditional system down here. So we were thrown into sparring, doing jiu-jitsu, all these different things, and I got the living shit kicked out of me. So at that point, when you're beaten up by top to bottom of the roster, you, you know something's got to change. And uh, so I got into jiu-jitsu and things like that, and a big reason for that was because I was a big fan of Brian Danielson. And I've always been a believer and my brother instilled this into me is don't emulate your heroes, but try to understand the journey that they took to become who they are. And that was one of the things he did. He was training extreme couture and things like that. Um, you know, the only sort of training I had in Queensland at the time was, was uh, sparing at best was just taking back what I learned on my excursions to the Russell Rampage Dojo. And I would take that back and I would employ that in MMA gyms. And that kind of changed who I was. So before you went to Wrestle Rampage Dojo um, and got stretched by a few people, had you mm. had any combat Everyone. training at all? Had you had any combat training at all in any martial arts? Or was that like your first experience of, of that? Uh, like a smattering, nothing proper. Yeah. Nothing proper. So, but down there, they were all, very, very serious. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at that time. Things have changed, obviously, a little bit. It's a little bit more uh, 
humane and modernized, but the original dojo and everything it stood for, it was something straight out of New Japan and Noah. You've clearly spent, um, look, you've, you've spent time around Japan, you've worked for Noah, you've, you've spent time in RevPro, you've, you've done WXW, OTT, you've, you've learned a lot and soaked up a lot uh, around the world. Um, do you think that's, what do you think that's bringing to the, the dojo and wrestle rampage right now? Uh, I think for me uh, is understanding what Hartley Jackson did to make things work. Uh, always being able to, ha- so these guys are still very much involved the entire time. Uh, Jonah was with WWE. He was still very much involved, keeping tabs on everyone and a source of advice and things like that. Um, but my journey hasn't been duplicated by anyone in Australia at all. So people have done similar things or the same things, but as far as what I've done and how I've gone about it, no one's no one's done it. So I have a unique perspective all the way from the absolute grassroots of being a glorified backyard wrestler to um, you know, to being pretty close to doing some very special things. So I think that's that's what I've got. And being humble enough to know I can always lean on Damien Slater, lean on Harley Jackson, lean on Jonah, and all the contacts I've made around the world too. So that's that's what I'm able to bring that no one else can. Yeah, and look, that's a it's a really good it's a really good um, point you make where um, you've got to know as a trainer or a coach of any of any description what you bring, but also what your contacts and what can bring to to give your students the best opportunity to succeed. Yeah, oh, exactly right. It should be like any teacher in any discipline, really. You should be always upskilling upskilling at all times yeah referring back to that point about slater being best still after all these years yeah um we are lucky to have him in this country that's for sure that's just to be the person being isolated for the last two years and <laughs> um the only access we've had is those amazing videos that he puts up yeah pretty much pretty much like hopefully him and muffins uh marcus pick get to move around a bit more again uh now that things are opening up I mean, we're, we've got Julian coming out this weekend, which is very cool. So, but a few of those guys, yeah, it's, it's really sucks to see them so isolated from everyone when they're very talented. He's got, he's got a few um, things to say about the uh, Adelaide wrestling scene, hasn't he? And there seems to be igniting a little bit of Perth versus Adelaide going on there. That, that could be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, everyone seems to think he's a really nice guy in Perth. He's actually a bit of a prick. So... It's kind of one of those things. No, they, they have a massive respect for the history of, uh, of Perth and Adelaide wrestling. And so I feel like Julian uh, wants to reignite what, is, uh, you know, what his mentors and heroes did. But it's just not the way anymore. So I think he's going to find that out the hard way. Um, when you were in Japan, there was a different time where people used to get given alternative names a lot of the time um <laughs> can you talk to us a little bit about um the origins of tim edison and his good friend ocean neil <laughs> so ocean neil i'm not too sure because no one can tell the story without laughing right away <laughs> but tim edison was um so at the time i had like when my hair was grown out it was a uh, very curly 
And uh, when the promoter first scouted me, I had my hair grown out. And so when they were coming up with an alternative name because they believed history was too hard for the Japanese to say, uh, he goes, hmm. And they were sitting around a table and they decided I, I had crazy hair like the inventor, Tom Edison. <laughs> and then Robbie Eagles was in Zero One at the time and he asked them, well, then why Tim? And then they literally just <laughs> shrugged their shoulders and went, I don't know, strong name. <laughs> strong, strong name. Yeah. So who am I to argue? I was getting a shot way ahead of uh, way ahead of my time. So was, they could have called me anything, and I would have gone over. Uh, stories like that that um, really make the business sometimes, isn't it? Oh, sure is. And it was just hilarious that it was constantly happening to the Aussie guys, <laughs> or, or if it was a uh, like a. One of the Irish guys got his name changed to Sean Guinness. What a, that's a cool name. <laughs> uh, it, sounds, it sounds like um, someone's using a um, wrestling name generator. Oh, very much so. But it's pretty hilarious all the talent that went through Zero One. You just might know it because half their names got changed. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, Japan, you had an interesting uh, first encounter meeting Kenta Kabashi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with uh, being half naked and walking in on yep. him. You want to take us through that? Yep. So it was uh, Yokohama Arena. I um, was uh, attempting to find a power plug to a uh, clipper as I'm of Italian descent. So. Uh, a man needs to do that from time to time before heading out. And, you know, it was a big event, so there were the cameras and everything like that. And I just couldn't find anywhere, anywhere to do it. And then I was like, ah, oh, there was a toilet there I could sneak into because I, time was just running out for me. And um, so, so I, so I was getting changed. I was like, ah, I got to sneak out and do this. We're on first. You know, the you know audience is starting to pile in. And I didn't realize, but they had set up TV cameras between the backstage and a really long pathway to go out to like you know, the equivalent of the gorilla position, I guess. And uh, yeah, I wasn't aware that they were filming an interview with Kenta Kobashi when I uh, stormed on throughout the change room in my underwear holding a pair of clippers. <laughs> and I just stood there, <laughs> stood there. I didn't know what to say. And just everyone was like, the fuck and, and i didn't know what to say so i was like uh, <laughs> and just shook a couple of hands and went to the toilet and clipped clipped my uh my uh regions and then went back and tried to deathly avoid him the rest of the day <laughs> you just don't think about these things ahead of time you know what are the chances yeah, what are the chances? I didn't wasn't even aware he was there. I knew he was commentating, but you know, it's Kenta Kabashi. You, you wouldn't think they'd have him in a dingy, <laughs> dingy hallway near a toilet doing an interview. Well, you think about meeting your heroes, and you think about Fujiwara, and you think about Kabashi, and you think about like you know anybody of the the four pillars. Could you have ever imagined that 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 it would be as good as that? No, I didn't think it would be in ratty old underwear. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things, though. You, 
you've got your own performance to worry about. So you're in your own head right before it. And well and truly, and especially because you know, I haven't got a clue what the hell's going on at any time while I'm over there. So <laughs> yeah, you made one, an impression. Well, the one thing I thought I could control turns out I couldn't without it going astray. So <laughs> <laughs> So are you, uh, you have any plans of thinking about traveling now, now the world's opening up a bit? Now, you you know, you obviously got connections in Britress in Europe and in Japan. Are you thinking about that at some point in the future? Absolutely. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not done, not by a long shot. But uh, right now, my attention is on, you know, the the core group of guys at the Wrestle Rampage Dojo that I think truly could take the world by storm. Um, but, you know, especially towards the end of the year, I'll start thinking about these things. And if certainly if any offers were to come my way, I'd certainly consider it. Yeah, there's a lot going on for sure. Um, and do you think there's anybody thinking about the dojo? Um, and look, as a, a, a veteran around the world, I hope you don't mind me saying, like 15 mm-hmm. years in the game. Um, yeah. Is there anyone in the dojo in particular that you think we should be looking out for? Uh, well, I mean, the obvious is Tommy Knight. But I think all of Australia at this point kind of know he's well and truly going to be on the way. It's just we're, I think we're, we're about to see the journey start now. You know, both Adelaide, Melbourne, you know, he did get announced for Renegades. And I think, it, you know, anywhere would be silly not to use him. So, so I feel like Tommy Knight, you know, with the right, uh, with the right help from all of us, you know, fans, wrestlers, you know, veterans uh he will definitely be someone special you know again rat daddy it goes without saying like people haven't seen just how creative that man is uh we've also got a guy by the name of corn dog who's who's actually an incredible yeah good man i just noticed that <laughs> got the shirt but, but uh, for those uh, listening oh, in I'm, I'm actually wearing a corn dog t-shirt right now <laughs> But yeah, so so corn dog as well. But there's actually a few others in there, um, who who could do more if if they choose to. But I know their priorities aren't with it right now. Um, but but those those few Lily Blaze, obviously, and you know, I think I think once a couple of the younger guys have their have their ducks in a line, finish their university studies and things like that, then a few of those guys maybe as well. But but those those three boys right there, they're they're big, like corn dogs, massive. You know, Tom's massive. How many heavyweights do we truly have in Australia? Not many in the world. And Rat Daddy's genuinely one of the most creative uh, people I've ever met. So the world's their oyster. It's just what they choose to do with it. Would seem like uh, Rat Daddy. Uh, did well on his uh, recent US excursion. Um, everywhere he went, he uh, seemed to win over the fans. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wrestling obviously wasn't his biggest priority while he was over there. But uh, <laughs> but uh, when he did pop up, he seemed to make an impression. So that's something pretty special, I think. It goes to show just what a personality he is. Yeah, he's all charisma, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. So... I, he's someone I would love to see get a longer opportunity interstate. I know it's uh, tough you know, financially to do that, to have a regular interstate, but 
he's someone that I think could really contribute, especially if he got given a few, you know, a few events to really work with some. Yeah, a good story arc is all he would need, really, to sink his teeth into. Exactly right. And then, yeah, who knows? So, like, just there's a video he just released just before that was just amazing. And he just casually whipped that one up, you know. That's the type of talent we're talking about. He's very special. One thing um, Wrestle Rampage has been really good at is identifying young talent around Australia and giving them an opportunity to, to do a stint and train in the dojo. At the moment, you've got a young wrestler who we interviewed a few weeks ago, Kyla Knight, down there. Um, mm. How's that going and how did that come about? Uh, Kyla, uh, without revealing too much of the personal backstory, uh, I was contacted by someone overseas about her, uh, that she was returning to Australia, and they were asking what the lay of the land is right now as they hadn't been back here for a long time. Uh so, you know, gave my honest assessment of everything. Uh, and, then, um, and then she said, uh, don't let her reach out to you. So don't make any contact with her. So, you know, I didn't. I just sat on it uh, and just paid a mental note. Then a second person reached out. Uh, another person who'd been back in Australia for a little bit and did a little bit of training with her. And then he was uh, back overseas, and then he said, oh, you should look look out for this girl for me. And I was like, that's the second person from two different continents to contact me about it. Who the mm. fuck is she? So eventually, eventually, I just uh, was up in Queensland uh, visiting family, and I did a few, uh, a few training sessions up there. And I, I just reached out to her. I said, look, I'm sick of hearing about who you are. So if you'd like, feel free to come along to training. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to meet you so I can understand what's going on, and uh, and yeah, she's just a just a really ni- really nice girl. So really nice girl, working hard. You know, wants wants to be good. You know, and so I'm very much about those types of personalities. People that genuinely genuinely want to improve and genuinely want to work hard, uh, and just commit to whatever you know the trainers are trying to say. So. I appreciate those values. So, you know, when I saw she was, you know, trying her best in Queensland, uh, I said, look, you should come on down for a few weeks. Like the whole training seminar thing. Yeah, it's okay, but that's not real training. Real training is Mm. properly training under someone, learning from someone for an extended period of time. You know, seminars have their place, but that's not really studying, is it? That's cramming. Yeah. (laughs) So, so. So I encourage her to come down for a few weeks. And she's one of the few, like I get, get those messages a lot, but she's one of the actual few people that actually followed through. And she's down here now working very hard and hopefully she'll be on the show this weekend. Yeah. I remember the first time we saw her was all at the same time at um, Deathmatch Down Under. And there's an intensity that she brings mm. that very few young wrestlers have when they come to the ring. Yeah, it's, 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 it's different. There's something there, you know, and it's just for a lot of these young people, it's just about being around the right people to help guide them. Uh, it's not, not that, you know, there's probably like a dozen other trainers that, you know, can help her out. But I truly think I can help her out because I understand Queensland. I understand where she's from. 
I understand the guidance she may have gotten, the tips that are good that you should keep and the tips that maybe if they explored outside of Queensland, they would learn that's not really how you do things. You know, so so I, I've got a good filter for her to be able to help her. So that's why I was very passionate about helping her out. So because she's basically me, you know, mm. me when I was younger. It's just, you know, now I'm now I'm the mentor role that Jag was for me. And wrestling fans enjoy seeing that stuff. We enjoy seeing a wrestler go and work at another company or train at another company um, that we don't get to see a lot of in person. So I know when Jet and Tyson went to EPW and did those showground shows and worked for two weeks, we were excited in Melbourne to see them come back with what they might pick up. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, it'll be good for, you know, really... I mean, when you think about the investment, even if she only picks up one or two things that really, truly stay with her, if you're going to use those one or two things for the next several years of your career, how do you put a price on that? So, Yeah. And, I mean, the consistency of training with new people and and, and, hmm. um, what you can pick up from new peers that you haven't had a chance to watch train, um, that Hmm. stuff. And and seeing the work rate that, I mean, I know that I've played football and you'll be training and you think you're training hard and then you'll go watch another club train and realize that yeah. you weren't working hard enough. Yeah. But you know, case by case basis really on that yeah. one. I'm talking about myself. I was pretty. It's also an opportunity for her to pick up new fans as well, because, you know, within five seconds, you knew she had something at, at DMDU and, and, you know, just thinking about when you came over for DMDU and had an absolute banger with Jess Troy. Like there will be people in Melbourne that would have never seen you or, or heard you, and then all of a sudden there there was a, a real holy shit moment about like being excited to see you back here again. No, oh, that's good to hear. And any plans to come over the back to Melbourne or the eastern side in the near future? We can only hope. <laughs> I'll make None of plans. that's up to me. None of that's up to me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, um, sitting on, we're sitting on a big strong zero so if someone gave Mike J COVID and uh, might have some pull <laughs> well, I think I lost a lot of my pull when I gave him COVID to be honest but... oh, I just thought you were close friends I'll, um, yeah, I'll send you a anymore. message now <laughs> um, and, and sorry a, a name that's come up a few times is uh, Jag Harley Jackson mm-hmm. do you think he gets the kudos that he deserves in Australian mm-hmm. wrestling Yes and no. I think yes from the people that lived his time. And I don't think the young crew today, not to sound like you know, uh, one of the angry older guys now, but I think the way things are changing and changing so fast, I think there's, not that they're spoiled or anything like that, but I think there's a real lack of understanding as to how things came about like how things truly came about because, you know, those important moments are now changed by other special moments. And that's not to take away from everything Jag's done. But, you know, we've got so many great pivotal moments now with Okada, you know, Okada, Osprey, things like that. And those are special. Those are so important to the history. Uh, You know, Farley, things like that. However, lest we forget, Hartley Jackson was the first person to trap like you know him and mikey nichols did so much 
the originals going over to the LA Dojo, being trained by Anoki. They both brought that training back, you know, Davis Storm, things like that. They both brought that training back and revolutionized training schools. He created the pathway to zero one. Without that pathway, these training schools all around Australia wouldn't know all the teachings of Akuto Hidaka. Robbie Eagles, you know, credits Akuto Hidaka to a lot. That was all from JAG. And JAG was all about giving back to Australia as a whole. So trying to open up the pathway to to everyone. You know, it's funny because he's such a you know, he's such a private man, but he was a like the amount of girls that have benefited from his contacts in Japan. Uh, you know, obviously the WWE stuff. Like when you get hired as a trainer, you know, there's there's reasons for that. And a large chunk of that was because uh, even though they didn't sign most people, you know, nearly everyone, everyone that had their fingerprints from Hartley Jackson were all of such a standard they were shocked. So that you know, Jag's getting hired as a coach. You know, he's we'll never be able to truly fathom, you know, what Australian wrestling would be if it wasn't for him. Like it just it just wouldn't because there's so many of these little, you know, smaller moments in the grand scheme of things, you know, especially in the eyes of fans and in the eyes of uh, you know, the current talent that get to benefit from, you know, the people that paved the way. I don't think people truly understand just how different things would be if we didn't all get to train under Akuto Hidaka, if we didn't all get to do these things. I'm sure we would have all found a way regardless, but it certainly wouldn't be the same. And I like where we're at right now. So all that's to do with a lot of that's to do with the, the foundations Jag helped create. So it was a bless. It was such a, a cool thing to see him when he left um, WWE on his own terms, I might add, which not many mm. people get to do. Um, when he came back to Australia and wrestled um, for about a year, like it was such a, a treat to see young people who'd never seen him work before watching mm. for the first time, including workers. Yeah, exactly right. You know, I, I hope, I hope people are watching everyone around Australia. I'm not sure everyone does or if they just watch highlight clips, but, He's someone where everyone really needs to watch and understand the performer he truly is. And if you're lucky enough to work with him, you, know, you don't even have to pick his brain. You just have to experience what it's like to work with him. You know? and that's probably the best way I can put that. It's an experience working with him because you might have your idea on what you want to do, but if he's not feeling it, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> is that... um? one of the toughest things working with some of the younger talent um, in the modern world where they grow up watching GIFs and short video clips to try and teach them that telling a story is going to be more memorable on a crowd than what the high spot's going to be? Uh, I'm not too sure. So, you know, because of the type of training school we run, you know, the very traditional, you know, closed off dojo, you know, everyone kind of like really understands where we're coming from because, you know, we, we give a hundred percent of our time and they've, it's not just me, but they've got Jonah and Slater and Jag and everyone, you know, telling them this, but I think where a lot of the problems do come from, even with our own guys, just to use my own experiences as an example, um, is a little bit 
a little bit too much like a Ooh, I, I'd like to change my answer almost because I was about to go on a tangent. I do that, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so do we. But yeah, so where I was going with that was just more, uh, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost like the Netflix theory where you sit there and you're selecting. There's so much content and everything out there. You sit there and you spend more time scrolling Netflix and actually watching Netflix. It's the same with Access Wrestling now. We used to get a shitty tape of an all Japan event. You know, years ago, and we would watch that back to front 10,000 times. So you sure, knew the nuances. The yeah. Time. So you knew the nuances and things like that. Whereas now you're just so inundated with content. Where do you begin? Where do you begin? Of course, you're going to sit and watch highlights, you know? So I think, I think there's a little bit of that going on where people aren't truly studying because there's too much out there. Um, and then also, we also live in a world where we, you kind of reap what you sow. Actions have consequences. If people are only going to care about the gift, people are going to only wrestle for the gift. And then if we mm-hmm. keep supporting those people that are, if you watch their full performance, isn't really that good. Who's to tell them yeah. that they're doing it wrong if that's what the audience are after? So actions have consequences, I guess. So the industry will just keep moving with what the people want to see. And if that's what they want to see, sweet. The really strong vibe. I'm just getting old. (laughs) The really strong vibe I'm getting from you, and I think it's a really good message for anyone listening, is know your history. I'm angry. No, it's it's a a really sweet story that's that's important to know your history, know where the, the current generation came from, and, and actually the accessibility to all that wrestling gives people the chance to go and see um, JAG matches. It gives people to go the, the opportunity to go back and see Noah. It will give people the opportunity to go and see more Ring of Honor now. So the fact that you're carrying over those stories and then teaching the next generation of wrestlers those ways can only be good. Yeah. No, and like I'm sure every, every trainer, you know, you know, EPW, MCW, RCW, PWA, yeah, all around Australia. I'm sure all these guys are trying to trying to say the exact same thing. You know, like I truly believe everyone's got the best of intentions. Yeah, it's just we'll see how everyone goes over the next few years, I guess. Um, speaking of Queensland wrestling, I know that um you're making a concerted effort to get more involved in bringing that back to where you know it, where it can be. Mm. Um. Talk to us a little bit about Pro Wrestling League and and and, and the plan for, for that company. So Pro Wrestling League, uh, the idea behind it is to more or less make it, you know, bring it in line professionally with what, you know, Australian wrestling has sort of become. And also help help the culture of the young guys see what wrestling can be. And I'm very much about that because... Uh, myself and Davis were definitely in agreement on it and a few others. Queen, all that Queensland Wrestling needed was a culture change uh, to really help it you know, become something. Because you know, if, if, if the culture isn't there to put on the best product possible and the culture is there just to wrestle for yourself, then you know, no one's really going to buy into that. So, um, so Pro Wrestling League, you know, when it was sold to me, it was sold as, you know, this is going to be the culture change. 
people will work on fundamentals. People will work on you know, all these things. And if they're not, then they just won't get booked. So I was very much about that because you know, Rufio and a few others have really been trying you know, with the current generation of guys, Outback Adam, uh, Outback Adam, uh, obviously Taylor. Um, and there's a guy called Yeet Stevens and a few others that really do have a chance to, to do something. They just need to see how wrestling's meant to be. Um, and the people behind the wrestling league, they've got a lot more experience in running businesses than anyone ever has. So <laughs> that's going to help them tremendously as well. And it's important for me because as much as I, I left Queensland, that's still where I came from. And I, I really wish that, and I'm sure every Australian wrestler's felt this at some stage or another, I wish that the location we were born wasn't going to restrict how far we could go. And so I want that for everyone in Queensland. And I think all the fans would really like an excuse to travel to the Gold Coast. So, Love you me. know... <laughs> it's a win-win already, for everyone if, if a pro wrestling league there. can take off. I've spoken to someone there and said, you know, get it up and running. Let me do a, come and do a live podcast up in Queensland. Like that, that's the sunshine. Yeah. It'd be lovely. Yeah. Well, since the idea first got floated, it's just been a running joke between Mikey J and me about mojitos on a beach. So we've got to make this happen. <laughs> yes. Well, the world shut down pretty much straight after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The launch, sure put a spanner in works. But there's, there's a lot of young guys up there that, that I think could become something. And hopefully, under the right guidance, then, then they will. So they've had Davis for a short stint, and I know that a bunch of them were just at Farley Dojo. So this will really be their coming out party. And like, it's cool for me to be a part of it because I also get to wrestle in front of my friends and family. So Yeah, um, and I'm looking forward to it because the, the relaunch show was a really good show. Uh, it was really enjoyable. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of that. Yeah. And like that show, that show showed that something was there. Uh, in all my years wrestling in Queensland, uh, I would have friends, friends that would attend, but they would attend and it would really just be, you know, like a mate supporting a band. Yeah. I was happy to go and watch you, but I didn't give a crap about the others. You know, whereas this was the first time and the first Queensland event, and that includes everything. That includes the events Chris Hero did. That includes all these other ones in past uh, with international help or interstate help. But this was the first one where people would actually tell me about other stuff on the show. And so that was very special getting to hear that. Yeah, a little bit of, you know, jealousy because I used to be everyone's favorite, but now it's out back at them. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just go the other way. Become everyone's most hated. Indeed. But it's a lot it's, more fun. It's, <laughs> but it's very, very cool to see. Very cool to see. And these were people that were jaded from many years of not being given good events. So to have them talk really highly about it just goes to show that this is something different and it's something that could become special. And all you need is that seed that gets a lot of people talking and then it becomes cool again. Um, like- yeah. Um, there's the cool promotion in most states. Queensland almost just needs that one cool promotion and the rising tide floats all boats sort of um, metaphor can work. Yeah, exactly right. 
but I think I think things are going to be just fine for them as long as everyone just continues doing what they're doing. Picking closer to home, you've got a small match coming up this weekend, and it could be you know somebody who's uniquely able to see things across the whole nation. You could get your national championship back. Yeah, exactly right. Plus, I get to slap Tom in his skull, so that's always something I truly cherish. So I mean that from the bottom of my heart. If you're listening, <laughs> I absolutely enjoy wailing on you. He's um, he's had a pretty big um, couple of years throughout the pandemic period. He's almost his coming out party in Australian wrestling was during the period where no one else was traveling. Um, it's been, it must be bittersweet to see someone who you want to slap in the head having success. It is bittersweet. <laughs> it is bittersweet. But the beautiful thing about, the beautiful thing about Tom is, is that I know this is still only just the beginning. So it's just all celebrations from here on out. Assuming I don't absolutely break him this weekend. But yeah, it could be interesting in with 30 seconds. With... <laughs> yeah, well, this one's gonna this one's definitely gonna be a fight. So he's been uh he's been talking that talk here now. He's a lot more confident in himself. So definitely a very, very bad individual, but you know, I've spent nearly a decade at this point. Yeah, you know, I don't count my first few years in wrestling. So I spent nearly a decade at this point being very serious about this, you know, developing jiu-jitsu, developing all these different things. I bring a style no one else brings, and I'm very, very happy that I'm going to be against a heavyweight who isn't afraid to do those same things as well. So it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight, which is very refreshing to experience in pro wrestling. And from a fan's point of view, you've got a, um, you've got a, a national belt. Tommy's clearly been announced for exactly. days, which is a national promotion. Yeah. So there could be some interesting stories to tell. There could be some interesting stories to tell. But, you know, if Renegades Wrestling want to reach out and contact me, they can feel free. And maybe I might come over as well. But until then, I'll probably break their prize possession. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, um, this Saturday night at the Cosgrove this, Hall? This Saturday night, Cosgrove Hall. And very, very cool undercard. So we just got sent a video that's you know gonna be uploaded soon, I guess. But uh EP EPW's uh you know, obviously they had their event postponed, but Julian Ward's gonna be out here, so he's gonna be defending his uh title against Corn Dog. So that's gonna be very That'll cool. Be a cracker. Very, very cool to see. EPW championship match. We got Havoc and Link going for the tag belts against, you know, some staples and Greg Graham at Wrecking Ball. So it's a very, very cool event for us out here in Adelaide. So very, very cool event this weekend. And is there many tickets still available? People need to rush on these, I'm assuming. Pardon? There are tickets still available. Um, the recent changes allows for a few more uh, in the venue. So that, that greatly assists. Um, but uh, we're still going to cap it. So... We're not, we're not going to risk anything. So. so act now, people. If you want to go to this show, you want to buy your tickets, you don't want to rely on getting to the door, that's for sure. Yeah, very much so. Plus, it's just easier. It's easier to pre-buy everyone. You just scan it your really phone is. and you walk in. 
it, look, it looks like it looks like he's going to compete with any card across the country for sure. So yeah, I, I highly recommend Keen. No, very much so. I'm super super keen for it. And then uh, there's still one more uh, Melbourne surprise. That's uh, that's going to be along as well. So Melbourne surprise, indeed, Ooh. indeed. Yeah. We'll so have to keep uh, our eye on this. Indeed. So we'll see uh, his involvement should be very good. Someone's not giving me mail and uh, there'll be hell to pay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a teaser. Hell of a teaser. <laughs> that's a good teaser. Oh, um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. It's been fantastic to catch up with you. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, this week's show when it goes online. And hopefully I just message Mikey, get you to Melbourne soon. No, oh, absolutely. Mikey. Joel Bateman, you've left me on scene. Who else can I rip into? <laughs> left you on scene. Yeah, well and truly. That's right. So that's what you know, that's what Jag did to me. So yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> I feel like I just pay for the sins of Harley Jackson now that I'm sitting in his spot. So, <laughs> so that's Sorry. fair enough. But in all seriousness, though, guys, I do appreciate. It. I really do want to come out to Melbourne. Very much so. I would love to wrestle anywhere and actually sink my teeth into it because that's the one thing in my career I've never gotten to do. I've done sparing Melbourne appearances. I'd love to actually have a run it. Okay, well, um, we'll uh, use our minimal sway and and bother some promoters until it happens. That's all good. I think I've shouted out Mikey J enough to let him know. <laughs> one more. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, Mikey J, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just going to get in trouble for not defending him. Nah, it's all good. It's nothing I haven't no, said to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks a lot. It's, it's, it's been really enjoyable and we'll um, hopefully talk to you again soon. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for supporting all the guys, especially over the years. It's very, very important to everyone. So especially the young ones too. So very much appreciative. That's AJ Istria joining us on the turnbuckle. Welcome back to On the Turnbuckle. Boys, that was a entertaining and informative chat with AJ Istria. Yeah, he's inspirational. I, I wasn't expecting to feel so emotional about the, the history and the, the telling the stories of the trainers that trained him and how he's training other people. What a guy. You um you get emotional getting out of bed, Jules, so you probably should expect it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> no, glad you didn't cry, Jules, because that would have made me cry. So um but no, even him, you know, telling telling us about what what Jag actually means to the scene, and you know, young fans obviously not knowing, but you know, the the younger workers might not be able to appreciate uh, the things he's put in place, and you know, where the industry in Australia is at on the backs of hard work like guys of uh, Jag. It was good. Now, guys, um, I don't know if any of you have listened to Wrestle Radio Australia this week, but. I listened in um, because there was a guest. Uh, Jeff from WrestleBrainia was the guest on Todd's Wrestle Radio Australia. It was actually a pretty entertaining episode. 
despite Jeff being on it. Um, no, I was going to say, Todd's I, very entertaining. Yeah, the reason I listened is because I was expecting a bit of love for their defending champions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting them to actually to announce that we would have a buy through to the final as defending champions. And they said that they've got a very special finalist. I'm assuming that's us. And um, so I got Jeff on because I'm pretty sure he's going to come on and announce that we're in the finals and that everyone's competing to face us. Jeff, welcome. Good to see you, mate. It's great to see you, uh, Lyle. Hi, Jules. I've I've not been on the show since you've joined, so lovely to see you. Good to see you, mate. Nice to be back. It's been a while. Evening. Tony well, obviously is not here. Um, he did say that he was not going to join in protest until he gets his job back. <laughs> is he? Is he going to show? I mean, planning, <laughs> he said if he doesn't get his job back, he's going to turn up and uh, streak naked. He said. All right, Tony's our announcer. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh. Had us worried there. That's a, that's a threat you can't take back. Jules, it's safe no, to buy tickets now. We won't have nude Tony. I've seen it before. It's not pleasant. <laughs> Half his ass has been on Channel 9 News before. So, um, yeah, I, I will announce... Every time he talks. I will announce that we well, have a special participant in the grand final. I will announce that you're in the very first round, Welchie. What? Hang on. You're the champion. I'm the champion. You've told me for the last year that people want to see you. So in they want final. to see you so much, they can see you on the 3rd of April at the Catfish. Simple. But surely whoever I'm against has to earn the right. No, no, no. Whoever you're against is very good. Tell me, um, do you like food, Welchie? Yes, everyone do you likes like, food. Do you like pizzas? Yeah, I had pizza for dinner tonight. So did I. But do you like isn't isn't the the the, the cutter they use for pizza isn't that an interesting implement? I've and, used one plenty of times. I used to work at um, Pizza Haven back in the day. Yeah, and, and do you like do you like shish kebabs? You know the the the, the hard sometimes I do, metal. I do, enjoy, sometimes... I do enjoy a good shazlik. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that because your opponent. We have a barbecue. Good. We have a barbecue and pizza on the night. Your Sounds opponent is skilled at using both pizza cutters and shish kebab. So against the chef. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could say that because you're cooked. You're up against Joel Bateman from Deathmatch Down Under. No, I'm not. Yes, no, you are. Joel has to, Joel's a loser. He has to win something in Australia before he gets to face me. Uh, Joel, has, uh, Joel has made a very good case for being up against you. He said that for the last year you have done nothing but tell, call him a loser. So he wants to prove that he's got the brains and that he can beat you on the 3rd of April. It's that easy, Welchie. I don't think I should have to go against Joe. I'm not sure. I think I might be... I've got a hamstring. No, 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 no. No weaseling out of it. No hamstrings. You can have a, a hamstring and still come well, I've got on no it. hamstrings. That's what I'm saying. I might have to... Might have to... I might have COVID that weekend, to be honest. You might have COVID. You just got over COVID. What date is it? It is the 3rd of April at the Catfish at 4 o'clock. You're going to be there because otherwise you forfeit the title. Well, how are you going to get the title back off me? I can break up any trophy in the world, mate. Joel Bateman. Joel Deathmatch Bateman. How will I know if he's standing up? He's a very short man. Uh, Have you said that to him? 
Yes, but not in the over Zoom. Way. Yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, um, and and running think, away as fast as you can. I, I think, you know, I I don't Lyle, think do it's wanna, fair. Do wanna, Lyle, do you want to play this year instead of me? Um, I don't want to play as you. I, I can go up against Joel. That, that's no problem. Like wins and losses matter in wrestling uh, in 2022, and he hasn't won a lot. Um, he oh, may he have done okay in America. In America. Yeah, yeah, but that's America. America. That's not Australia. He can't win in Australia. He's not going to win this. Well, we'll watch um, him beat you. He lost to we'll Will watch Walker. him beat you. Yeah. He won't beat me. Uh, I'll... Oh, he might because he's a bit of a nerd. I tell you Is there going to be any Wordle questions? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, Lyle. Wordle because that will actually be in my favour a lot. Yeah. There won't be any Wordle questions. All right, then. Well, who's on but my team? Who's on your team? Uh, at the moment, you're up. You're you're there with Tosh Greenslade. Well, he hates Solid. Joel as well, so that's good. And we've got a we've got a mystery comic for you. He'll be on your team. Uh, not as not as not Jamie because he sold me out last year and threw me to Carlo and I got put through a table. If I get injured, I'm suing WrestleBrainia. Oh gosh, this again. Oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get Dennis Denudo back again. Is this what's happening? Oh, he's on retainer. I'm gonna have that bloody camper van following me around. Uh, he's, he's, he got that got repossessed. Okay. Uh, I, think, repossessed. I, I think I think we'll be right. I think we'll be right. If as long as as long as uh, Joel gets searched before entering the premises, yeah, oh, uh, yes, I want security. for weapons. Um, that's fine. I have no doubt. With our, with our knowledge and our ability, we'll beat Joel. That's fine. I promise What's to the search. easiest weapon to use and hit someone from behind with, do you reckon? Oh, yeah. probably his his knowledge of all Japan wrestling that you guys haven't got. So I think that's what it's going to come well, down how to. Many all Japan rest, how many all Japan questions could there possibly be? I'll change it now. My WWE <laughs> knowledge. And I reckon that I'm going to have, I'm going to have a special... I'm just going to, Roger will be in the crowd. I'm just going to ask him all the answers. So I'm pretty sure he'll take my side. Yeah. So That's where can people get tickets anyway? Well, people can go to Eventbrite and get tickets. Gold. Go to the Comedy Festival website and get tickets. The week after you, as announced on Monday, on, on last night, the other night on Russell Radio Australia, we've got the Stallones against BDE. Wait, you've got reality TV star Anthony from Maths. Yep. Anthony. Anthony from, from Mass is coming in. He's a bit of a dreamboat. He's a good-looking bloke. He's a good-looking bloke. I've seen him Saturday and night. He is very good-looking. Versus versus our boys. Versus the hottest act in Australia at the moment. Hottest the act in hottest. We're the hottest act in Australia. BDE. On the turnbuckle is the hottest act in Australia. BDE. BDE, riding our coattails. It's good to see that they're uh, looking for revenge after... Anthony did uh, powerbomb JXT through a table on Saturday night, so it's good to see BDE looking after their trainer. Hopefully, uh, Anthony goes through a table. But you won't win this year, Welchie. You certainly no, won't win, mate. Yeah, I've, I've been reading the rules, the rule book. Rule book? But you thought, yeah, you thought that, yeah, there's a rule book. It's, it's as thick as the bloody Gideon Bible. You found it. Anyway. I'm going to move on because I'm sick of this. Oh, you got to enjoy pizza. <laughs> I tell um, you what, I tell you what, I'm going to stick around for the rest of this show. 
find out what's going on. I can just mute, mute you if you annoy me. Just remember that. No, I'm not going to send in the run sheet. That'll no, learn him. I've, I've got the run sheet. So um, on sadder matters, um, this is our first show since the passing of Scott Hall. Um, Lyle? Oh, uh, yeah, this one. quite affected by this. Oh, I was actually. This one, um, I wasn't expecting to be hit as hard as I was, but I don't know, maybe it was just the more people were sharing it and stuff like that. Um, you know, if um, WrestleMania video ever makes it to Channel 31 in the coming years, you'll see me coming uh, to Welsh, the entrance of WrestleMania, and I was uh, cosplaying Scott Hall that night. Toothpick, uh, I think I hit Jewel in the face with a toothpick. Um, that's a WrestleMania loss. Very, very poor of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't have it in Melbourne at the stage. No, we didn't have it in Melbourne then. That was that. That was the good period. That was the golden age of COVID. Um, we could do anything back then. Uh, no, it was. Uh, it was sad. I think in each this... other's mouth if you wanted. Yeah, you could blow um, out candles on a birthday cake. Yeah, um, that's not happening anymore. Toddlers spitting on cake and then no, nah, it's electric to force candles. Relatives to eat it. Electric candles now. Uh, but that does, it is a good excuse to get out of going to stupid two or three year old kids' birthday parties. Nah, sorry, worried about COVID, not going. It's, it's, it is a. Friends is the best way, works for me. Well, I believe that. But yeah, this, um, this one was sad, like with the, the story of him breaking his hip and, um, you know, being on the floor in his house for a couple of days before people found him and then. You know, from the surgery, having a blood clot, um, yeah, and then then having the three heart attacks. I think that what really broke my heart was the post that Kevin Nash put up of losing a brother. Yeah, um, yeah I've <clears throat> recently, in the last couple of months, had my best mate have a heart attack. Um, he's okay now. He's, he's full recovery. But I think that hit home when Kevin Nash spoke about his best friend, his brother, living life without without him um yeah, it was a little bit close to home in those kind of things but uh it was good that scott hall was you know clean at times in the last few years that he could get his flowers um you know hall of fames and stuff like that get his recognition um because he could have easily been a statistic in the late 90s and early 2000s you know 35 40 year old guys uh, pro wrestler in a hotel. Um, so, yeah, it's sad uh, for me. Yeah, I would I would 100% agree with that sentiment, uh, Lyle. Um, and thanks for being honest. I think um, Hall, I, I was lucky enough to be at the Hall of Fame when Hall was inducted. And I don't like the WWE Hall of Fame as a concept, but that was a great night because we had Jake... Um, and Razor both in the Hall of Fame on that night. And Razor's speech, Scott Hall's speech, was just tremendous. And, you know, so many people shared that, that final sentiment that he left, he left the crowd with. And I think that um, his impact has long been felt um, since, you know, he sort of managed to come back from, from his, his personal issues and... Um, to, to have lost him quite young and, and in, in almost a sudden way, it really does hurt. But, um, 
yeah, he leaves he leaves his mark and not just through a toothpick. Yeah. Um, speaking of marks, um, I see I, I posted um, a picture of Patrick Cripps on <laughs> on Facebook because um, he got his jumper ripped uh, in the footy on Saturday and it looked a bit like Scott Hall, you know, he used to wear his um, shirt to the ring and then some imbecile commented that it was an idiotic post. Yeah, I not, mate, not I as did. idiotic as this particular fan is always creeping on women's wrestlers. That's for sure. Yeah, what a creep. Yeah, I I, I thought it was a nice accidental tribute from uh, Patrick Cripps. Um, you could yeah, have it was good that... with a toothpick though. Yeah, well, you know, um, and, and I think Roger did a great job greasing the hair up. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and then Harry jumped on the back of it, and they put the toothpick behind the ear. That's what we want. I. No one was taking the piss out of the passing of Scott De- uh, Scott Hall. You know, it was, um, yeah. Um, Roger, you might need to teach me how you do some of that stuff on the computer because I am quite limited. So well, you did get the <laughs> you did get the NBA, NWO logo on there. That's I wouldn't be able to do that. That camera's difficult to use, well, she. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it can be when you've got fat thumbs. Um, <laughs> Did you see AEW and DDT have worked out some sort of kind of a working arrangement? Which uh, will that see a sex doll debut in AEW imminently, or oh, do you mean hyperdimensional battle doll Yoshihiko, the greatest wrestler in the world? Maybe. <laughs> I love this That's, is um, this is Cornet will have a conniption. This is clearly my jam. Like, like <laughs> I, I think there's a, there's a lot of people who. Um, didn't know Eddie Kingston before he turned up in AEW. There's a lot of people who are, are, were more casual watching AEW now and are seeing wrestlers who are have been doing amazing business for years. So soon they'll be seeing people like Tetsuya Endo, uh, Daisuke Sasaki, Chris Brooks, even um, people who are the the. There's a misconception that DDT is is comedy. It's dolls and water slides and mascots. But honestly, the main event scene, yeah. It, uh, Rude stuff. But that main event scene's got some of the best wrestling in the world, and I stand by it. Um, and I've got Brooke behind me backing me up as well. So, you know, it, it, honestly, I hope that people will start to see, especially with um, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling as well, there's going to be more Maki Ito, more Saki Akai. There's going to be some amazing wrestlers appearing on much more mainstream TV. So it's a smart deal. Um, and maybe it'll lure Kenny Omega out of his rabbit hole, wherever he is. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it because I, if they do another stadium stampede, uh, if AEW do another stadium stampede, I think uh, a team of DDT wrestlers would work great. You know, around a stadium or you know, and some little nods. You know, have the giant panda there. Um, you know, on a national TV. I'm not sure that giant panda can get a visa. To be honest. Uh, they, no, he's sneaking someone's suitcase, I think. Giant suitcase, obviously. Um, you know, I I, th- I think they can bring some fun to an American wrestling as well as, you know, all the, the blood and guts and the serious stuff, which is great. But can poke fun at wrestling from the inside at times as well. Who do you think going back the other way? All right, obviously, Kenny Omega probably wants to go go back, but who do you think from the AEW rosters, you know, maybe some of the young guys and girls 
could get it would be a good fit at the minute, Jules. Yeah, look, I mean, you've got some some characters there that would that would work across. Like you'd love to see Jurassic Express. They could have a lot of fun with that for uh, you know some of the the less serious stuff. But I honestly think you want to take your your toughest and hardest and and take them over there because this is still strong style wrestling. This is still wrestling that slaps. So when you you look at Takeshita and he had a, a bit of a quick excursion in in AEW, you'd want to see your brightest and fairest against theirs. So um, I'd want to see the top of the card or near the top of the card having a go. But it was interesting they had Christopher Daniels making the announcement. So who knows? He's um he works in the office now. So. I certainly think that uh, Moxley would just love to be. Well, it won't be him doing stuff. Why won't it be him? Because he's with New Japan. That's his New personal. Japan, who are also working with DDT. Who are also well. working with DDT. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. I don't, think I don't think they'll want that, though. If you keep it separate enough, I think it can work. Yeah. Um, you know, if he's if he's going to go back over for a G one or something like that, or you know, now that he's in a tag team with um, Brian Danielson, you know, World Tag League, those two guys, uh, get Regal get Regal on a plane over there um, with them, you know, and obviously they bring guys back for their stable. Um, I'm just glad that Regal's still alive. Meltzer killed him off almost the other week. <laughs> It's amazing how much healthier he looks on AEW programming. He looks so much healthier. It's wonderful to see. Um, so we're like less than two weeks out from WrestleMania. Um, we are? And you really yeah. wouldn't know it, but um, do we think Cody's going to be there or do he's going to be Raw after Mania? What, what are our thoughts now? Because he still hasn't appeared. There's one Raw to go. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it, it seemed for a while there that he was going, then it seemed for a while that he's not, and now it seems well, like he is again. He's, he's signed. I think, look, I think he's going to wrestle Seth Rollins. I think he'll, on my read on it is he'll probably wrestle Seth at Mania. Seth doesn't have a match yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not going to not have a match. Um, but interesting that they've done no build. Like, they haven't had Cody turn up and cost Seth one of these chances. Yeah. So it's who a, knows? It just feel, it, I think it feels lackluster because we all assume and we probably all convinced that it is him, but WWE haven't given enough away. Like when we knew it was so CM Punk. When, it's, when was, we find out it's Omos. Yeah, well, you know, it could be Ron Breaker. We've got a history of this. Yeah, you know, you know, well, yeah. I don't want to get my hopes up, but like I think they haven't, teased it enough where is it you're unsure but we basically know like the CM Punk return we all knew but we didn't know the but Cody the hype chance. built the hype, the hype built uh, to him actually being there I haven't felt that for we have been watching it you weren't you weren't watching AEW but you still felt the hype no that, I didn't, that it was it was it was it. coming it was, you know, it's nah. online. See, it's like, I just don't not, think the trust is there. Accurate. I didn't feel the hype because I wasn't watching it, but I did enjoy, I feel the hype of the moment when it happened, but the lead up wasn't, like I didn't care enough, but the moment I, I cared about. So I think when Cody turns up, like there've been a lot of, from what I read, a lot of Cody chants every time Seth comes on screen. 
So not a lot. It's not a lot. It's a small, small part of the crowd, and that's obviously AEW a smarter crowd than the WWE crowd. So they probably know a bit more of the. Oh, he's signed now, so obviously he's coming. You know, I just, I just think it's a little bit lackluster. Of Seth doesn't have a match. It just seems lazy. Um, it's very lackluster, and well, I mean, I'm, the I'm, whole. I'm, to be honest, it's one of the only stories they're telling leading into Mania is Seth fighting to get this WrestleMania moment and trying to go through every... It's not entertaining, but it's a no. story. I read about a month ago that um, Vince was open to suggestions for WrestleMania. This is six weeks out from WrestleMania. He's open to suggestions. When I was growing up, you knew at Survivor Series that the well, top matches... You knew the main, for, you knew the for, main events. But for WrestleMania. You're two, day, you're two days of it to fill now, so... It's, I don't know. It, the, I think the, the closer and closer it gets, the less I'm interested. It's probably in the it. less like, less excited I've been for WrestleMania yet. I'm still going to watch it, but oh yeah, it's more it's more like a, a habit than anything. Yeah, like smoking gonna, or heroin. I'm going to quote Gavin McGavin on this, who said that uh, recently on on Twitter about surprises. The reason this is lackluster is because everyone's been talking about it for months. Whatever happens, it's going to be dog shit. And I'm just going to call it. It's going to be absolutely shocking when it happens because we've all been talking about it and seeing it and speculating it. There's no such thing as, as a surprise anymore. The only surprise will now be if he ain't going there and he turns up back in AW, and then that'll be a pop. But that's the issue. Like They could have put him on TV 10 days ago when no one knew he was signed. Exactly. So you can't just blame the fans and blame the dirt sheets, although we like to blame them for a lot of things. Um, you can't just blame that because wrestling companies sit on their hands and don't... I mean, do you remember when Bret Hart signed with WCW? Yeah. So he was right to turn up on TV that week. But all he got was the NWO coming out singing Oh Canada. It was yeah. the most dog shit. It's when I knew WCW was fucked. Because it was shit. They should have just had Bret Hart turn up. No one would have known. Bang, he's on WCW the next night. Like, if you hold sit on your hands, everyone finds out. The longer you wait, the more people talk. So, yeah. I I have uh, I have a theory that Cody will have a month and then he'll be a jobber. Oh no, we all expect we all expect I that. I don't I don't know. I mean, I think Cody's not the same Cody that left, and I think Cody well, wrestles the way Vince likes. So we'll see. But um he will be punished at some stage for he, but he's also uh, been apparently he's also been giving a producer role in WWE as well, which came out today. So whatever that means, but I think it's us as the jaded wrestling fan have no trust in WWE, even though you think they should push this guy to the moon if they want to have a chance of sign, signing an MJF in two years or signing these AEW guys. If they if they book Cody Rhodes like dog shit, what's the point? Other guys are going to look at and go, no, I'm not going to yeah, jump. So some people you are know? going to make the decision that, that people are going to still back themselves in. Yeah, but for what? To be um, irrelevant. It, but the thing you about shit for a little bit of time, and then after that, like you look yeah, at Booker you got... T, like most people. Yeah, but no, the, I'm, we're talking about now. Game. We're talking about now. Like AJ Styles and Edge are having a match that no one gives a shit about at WrestleMania. 
Which is a crying shame because it's going to be. That, a, that's sad. Uh, it's that, a that's people, sad. Who, people who watch WWE weekly would care. We don't. You can't make comment for the people who watch it. Those people probably do care. That's their point. Like, it's like you, when you say, you... oh, I cared about AW a batch because you did. I don't because I don't watch it weekly. Um, but... The people who do watch it weekly, they're invested. So I've got a question for you, Welgie, and it's an important mm. one. You don't watch wrestling? I watch Australian wrestling. How the fuck are you my champion? <laughs> Knowledge. Because. Still reads wrestling. the questions are from years ago when I did watch wrestling. <laughs> Cheat. You cheated your way in. Anyway, hey, I've hey, never hey, cheated hey. in my life. Hey, that's slander. I that is slander. Rest. So get Dennis back onto me. Let that's me see it. it. Oh, come on. Let's go. Come on. We'll move to the New Japan Cup. I can see uh, Jules. Oh, okay, keen, Tony. Keen, keen, to, keen to get into this. New Japan Cup. What's going on there? Oh, only the best book, New Japan Cup, in probably the last three or four years. It feels to me like they are getting the crowds ready for making noise and lowering the restrictions for masks and chanting because they are booking this like a Wrestle Kingdom. Um, so just quickly, this weekend, Saturday, you've got um, Strong Hearts against Tiger Mask, Homer and Goto. So you've got um, Shima and you've got Lindemann uh, in the ring, which is, you don't often see that. Shingo versus Will Ospreay is a Wrestle Kingdom main event. Okada versus Naito is a Wrestle Kingdom main event. And that's all happening on Saturday. And that's not even the final. So yeah. I, I, I watched the quarterfinal shows and Hiromu and Shingo had an absolute banger. And the crowd felt like they were holding back deliberately because they know they don't want to get themselves into trouble, but they went, pushed it to the line. We're not far away from having no restrictions in the crowd. And I think the New Japan, yet yeah, I think they were, you know, boring for maybe the last year or so. But I think they're building to these crowds being ready to unleash, um, you know, and then, you know, your two countrymen having the main event uh, straight after, which was an amazing match as well. And the, the crowd, they want to. They, you can feel it. You know, they're, they're clapping. There's a little bit of cheering going on. There, there's uh, also, there's a, sorry to interrupt you, love. There's also a lot of, you hear a lot of muffled, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, <laughs> when they're, you know, they're and I feel, and it, and it feels like it's slipping out. Like they yeah. know they're not, you know, they don't want to get into trouble and stuff. But you know, the emotional of the match and how well booked the tournament is, it's invoking those emotions involuntary. Uh, so Saturday night, I think, is going to be an amazing night. Yeah, just a big shout out for that Osprey Zack Sabre Junior match. They'll never have a bad match, but um, look. Uh, I still maintain, and I know Welch doesn't agree, that, that Zack Sabre Jr. is the best promo in the game. Um, the fact Zach that after Sabre that Jones. match, he came out and said that Will Ospreay hit him so hard, he blacked out and then had a hallucination of George Michael telling him, don't be a mug, be a wanker and use the techers to win the match. <laughs> what kind of a creative mind comes up with the fact that he had George Michael speak to him while he was blacked out? It is just magnificent. So did he say yeah, did he say don't be a for the pu- 20 people in Japan who understand the reference. But for everybody I, else, it's it's uh it's a deep cut. I thought he said don't be a public toilet wanker. <laughs> Ouch. Don't take all the fun out of wrestling law. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, to, speaking of Jason 
speaking of wrestling I watched, I went to MCW the other week and saw Mitch Waterman win the world championship in what I honestly think is close to, if not the best match I've seen in Australia, definitely at MCW. Um, it, when that comes online, I think this weekend, um, I'd recommend everybody watch it. The whole show was fantastic. Um, a real return to form. Um, their shows are, are really enjoyable at the moment. Um, and Brooksy, Brooks, it's one, it's probably it's my favorite Adam Brooks match because it was the most generous performance I've ever seen from a top guy to make another guy. It was, it was incredibly like I was moved to message Brooksy after the match to tell him how important that match was for that company. Um, so yeah, definitely if you get a chance. Check that out because that's two guys who, one guy who arrived and another guy who once again proved who he is to this industry in this country. Um, and I wish him luck when he gets over to America. He's already there, apparently. Mm. He already probably there. is. Good. He's moved to Seattle. So if nice. he's listening, all the best. I hope, uh, I hope it goes well for you, Brooksy. Titles in um, uh, good hands. DMDU have a mystery show this Sunday. Um, obviously, we don't know what's happening on it, um, so it's very hard to promote. I do know a couple of the matches, and let me just say the two that I know, you aren't going to want to miss. Um, I, the only, that's all I can say. The only spoiler that I know uh, that's definitely not a mystery is while she will be drinking, um, oh, the fizzy water. Oh, dear. Hugs. No, Watch out for the hugs. They, they have seltzer on tap there, and from what I've been told, it goes down nicely. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've recovered from the last show yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think th this is a good concept. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this. I, morning, I got a message know, the um, Kindred Ballroom um, in, in Yarraville is in a great little venue. Oh, Sunday sorry. afternoon. It's 15 minutes from my house. Um, 45 minutes to try and get Welsh out of the bub at, after the event. But I never, I don't leave, but you want to leave. It's too no. early. <laughs> the, Do my best work mystery, after the final bell. The mystery concept, I think, can really knock it out of the park. Have a, some really weird, intriguing matchups and. Being the first show, they've actually got to sell the concept. So I'm assuming they've got some, you know, some big matches, which, you know, Welshie still hasn't uh, spoiled to us, which is good. He likes, he knows we like to be wrestling fans. Uh, so good guy, Welshie. Um, uh, so I'm looking I, forward to it. I think the fact that you've got your tag champs there, you've got your deathmatch champ there, you've got a lot of new talent there as well. And you've got uh, the return of the newly Americanized. Um, Hacksaw Joel Bateman. Um, I think he'll what be he'll be coming in. He's probably got just about the same win loss record as as uh, Hacksaw in WWE. To the fair, to be fair, but get in the ring, do you give More it? More in WCW. Yeah. Um, so yeah Guaranteed <laughs> shocks. The janitor. That's right. <laughs> the janitor Joel Bateman. He was the Hacksaw was the first wrestler to be paired with Moppy. <laughs> Now that's a deep cut. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's going to be a fun show. And 
you know, DM, the DMDU show of the other week was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it was it was good to see everybody giving it, giving it all in front of a, a slightly smaller audience. But it's a, that, that venue really works well for the smaller audience. It's a small capacity. Um, if you are anywhere else in Australia or you can't get down there, it will be live on IWTV. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people think of the show because... I think it's going to be actually a cracker and it's near my house. It's cool. Yep. And we'll be standing on the hard cam again, getting in the way. I got sent a photo the other night from someone who was at Mayhem Pro. Uh, the oh, yeah. guy in the crowd had, they took a photo of, had the rudest head and the worst mullet I've ever seen. Well, is this was back as a mile. No, no, I come that crowd, <laughs> if that's what the, Is that what that crowd was like, Lyle? It was the uh, guy who sent me the photo. <laughs> Oh, I, when that photo did get sent to me, I was like, this doesn't make who sense. It? It's a photo it of me. Uh, I, my, my dad was in the photo and my kids were in the photo and my nephews. Um, it was a good mullet in the crowd, though. Don't worry about that. You are, that, that mullet in that, in that crowd was over. You know, there was a some shit. How was the show? I don't care about the mullet. Nah, <laughs> the show was really shit good. bloke, shit Just, hair. Well, shit a bloke than the hair, um, to be fair. I, I love these family shows. Uh, I take my kids along. I take my nephews. Um, I love other people's wives. Um, my dad tags along. And it was just, it was good. Like, you know, the, the crowd is hot. Um, JXT's mates are loud. You know, it's like, like they've just come from the, watching the practice game of the footy. Um. But the kids are loud in, in the crowd. I, the wrestling's different. It's more babyface and heel, just easy storylines. I think Lockie Hendricks shared something online. Um, you know, he's falling back in, in, <laughs> back in love with wrestling. Um, and you can see that. He's coming there and he's working younger guys, you know, giving back to the business, you could say. Um, one of the loudest pops for the night was when Erica won her match, which was awesome. Um, Erica's the we've best. Said, we've, said, we've said it a million times. She should be working everywhere. Um, it's it's criminal that she's not, uh, but we'll keep we'll keep shouting that. Same, same as Sid in the main event. You know, Sid and Slade Mercer are my dad's two favourite wrestlers, uh, so they need to be booked in more places. So maybe then he can be my designated driver. Um, you know, and our, our guys obviously big dude energy. They got a road warrior pop when they uh, when they won their match. So it was a, it was a big it was a good highlight. Some young young talent um, on the on those shows. So get get to the next one. You know, you're going to do speaking four, of things being years. criminal. WrestleBrainia, um, me not being in the straight in the finals is a bit of a a gut punch, to be honest. It's not um, a gut punch. It's a fact. You are not going into the final. You yeah, weaseled you stacked, your way you, to no, the it's title. Fine. You, you deliberately stacked the rules against us. We understand. Dave, you do not stack. start calling you dangerous Danny Davis. How do I stack rules against you? I'm not. A, I'm the champion. People have, have you ever played a video game in your life? Yeah. Jeff? Yeah. Where does the final boss go? At the start or the end? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I can't get Jake Andrew Arthur this year. He's I busy. am the king of this video game. Um, you are People not the king the right of anything. You're not That's even the place. king of this podcast. You're putting me against a, a, a jobber in the first round, the Iron Mike Sharp of Australian Deathmatch Wrestling, well, Joel Bateman. Then it should be easy for you. It I will don't be know easy why for you're me. complaining, well, Chief. I'm complaining because I have to go twice now instead of once. Who says you're going to get to the final? If you lose, you're gone. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lose. I've never <laughs> this podcast lost. doesn't lost lose. Once. Yeah, that's true. Even when I got, even when I got disqualified, I won. Yeah, uh, yeah. Disqualified. Anyway, where can they? Where, where do people get their tickets? And what are the dates, Jeff? Okay, the dates are the third of April, twenty seconds. The tenth of April, the twenty fourth of April. The catfish four o'clock. Get there about three thirty and come upstairs, have a few drinks, enjoy a cheesesteak sandwich. Tickets from Eventbrite or the Comedy Festival website. All the infos on our social: WrestleBrainia, WrestleBrainia, WrestleBrainia. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along. It's a hoot. All right. So if, if you want to see me, you've got to come on the first weekend and the last weekend. I probably won't be there the second weekend because I'll be training for the finals. Well, the second weekend's BD against BDE against I know. the so Stallones. BDE against the Stallones featuring... Anthony from Tommy Hellfire, aka Anthony from Maths. Yeah. So all you Maths fans, you know he's single. The, the Celine thing didn't work out. Come down and try your luck, ladies. He's 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 single and ready to mingle. Just I'm just glad you, you, work. you don't ever have to drag me into this dressing up and doing silly shenanigan nonsense at WrestleBrainia shows. I'll I'll be there as a fan. You you guys can just, you know, keep all of your your play fighting and your dress up to yourselves for sure. Jules, you're not even... I do not condone dressing up in any way, shape or form. I'll add that. I thought it it was fun last time. You know, sure, I had a panic attack before walking out, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, but then I felt felt at ease when Gore picked me up one-handed and Walked me to the back of the room, and oh, he, oh, he, he didn't even—he didn't even register that that my hundred kilo frame. He just I was over me. his shoulder. Yeah, I didn't I think I was going with him. Me. I didn't have a choice. Oh. Anyway, uh, what's on this weekend? Uh, we've got UPW over the top at Mansfield Tavern. Lyle hasn't written where that is, so hopefully, if you live near Mansfield Tavern, you know what suburb in Mansfield that is. It's in Mansfield in Queensland. Queensland, there you go. New Horizons Pro Wrestling Fallout at the Coburn Youth Centre, not Cockburn as Tony's prone to saying. Um, go see AJ Istria tear the place down against Tommy Knight at Wrestle Rampage at Fearless at Cosgrove Hall in Adelaide. It's going to be a cracker of a show. Slam Wrestling is at the Ainsley Football Club. Is that in Canberra? Yep. Yep. Sounds like it's in Canberra. Um, oh, I wonder if Reverend DeArth's going to be on that show. If he is, the people are in for a real treat. Um, DMDU Taking Back Sunday 2 at the Kindred Band Room in Yarraville in Melbourne. Uh, that'll be live on IWTV. If you've got an idea for a podcast, contact the old bloke at my podcast house or on the turnbuckle. 
we can help you get on air. Um, make sure you like and subscribe. Tell a friend, it really helps. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thank you, Welchie. See you on the third, gents. You'll see me running away with the trophy again a couple of weeks after that. This is on the turnbuckle. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>